1: Sizoko finally waited. Erickson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Mora. And belted into the rim. brilliant goal. On debut. Tongue on has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Mora clips it. Oh great goal! Steven Bergman! arrived in North London, that is absolutely incredible on debut, Aurier, what a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier, first hand Good area for Spurs and a not afraid to shoot. This wow, what a goal! Harry Kane, that is exceptional. Is and exceptional. To Plamella, will try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the early back line Son breaks
0: forward. Oh, wow, what a run! Yemin from inside his own half has scored
1: one of the best goals of his Spurs
0: career. Back again, back again, back again. Welcome to another episode of. New Spurs order touchline hot spur. Listen, here with um special guest. Got a special transfer window up today. So tops, how you feeling today, man?
2: Yeah, good brother. Good man. Always good to be on the pod.
0: I see I see a hint of a smile back on your face.
2: Uh, it's been a minute since you since it it's just two of us.
0: Yeah, man. If it's just the two of us, it'll just be a nice little personal thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not, man? Yeah. Um so, I mean, let's we can jump straight in the deep end to be honest, like, um, and talk about the transfer window. Uh, I've seen, I've seen in the group chat what people rate this transfer window out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you the floor to give your score out of 10 quickly, and then we can go into some of the details. But I mean, like, what, what do you, what was your initial rating out of 10? Um, my initial
2: rating, I'm not gonna lie. I gave it like four and a half out of 10 mm. just because I thought um, whilst we've got two you know, decent players in, um, it didn't really address some of the key areas that we needed to really get players in for, which was obviously centre-back, striker, and a right wing-back. Um, but in the scheme of things, I ended up changing it to like a six. Is that because of the in Five. Just, in my opinion, one of the biggest. The biggest problems we've had is just the outgoings yeah. and once i saw the outgoings i was probably i was a bit i was a bit more positive that work has been done and we've managed to get these guys not only off the wage bill but generally um their mentalities and what they bring to the team um is generally generally gone as well from the dressing room which i think is a bigger thing than the people actually give credit for but yeah in, in the end i'd say six points
0: yeah I think I think that's a fair score. I mean um, anyway, say so yeah, I think the max I don't know if it's the connection, but yeah, I think that's definitely a fair score around six point five. I gave it something similar. um to be fair, I had to look at this window in com- in in conjunction with the previous window. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been ruthless like we've let go of a lot of players. This is probably like one of the first window in in ages where we haven't left with um a profit which I don't know if that's a sign of things to come, but hopefully it is, because Spurs definitely need to be spending to catch up with with their rivals, Mm -hmm. as we've seen this very week with um, players like Diaz and the Liverpool situation. I mean, um, before we go into the players that we did get in, let's uh, just quickly touch on Diaz, man. How did you feel about that situation?
2: Man, to be honest with you, um, I was thinking about it today because I ended up listening to uh, the Copen Fracas boys mm. uh, pod earlier on, to be honest with you. And, no, it was a f- funny one because yeah, I'd seen him in the Champions League whenever he played. i have seen him in games against Chelsea and games against Liverpool. Mm. And I'd seen like some random highlights of him here and there. And he looked a good player. I mean, I, the thing about it as well is that he wasn't even on our radar. It didn't seem that way or we didn't hear any links. Before the transfer window, so if, if I'm going to be honest, I didn't know too much about him, and I had to mm-hmm. look him up. But when I was looking at some of the the comps and reading about what people were saying about him, I mean, it felt like it was a put, But you know, nothing's ever easy with Tottenham. Um, the way we do business, the way we approach players, you know, just just the manner in which we carry out this sort of business. So my mentality has always kind of been, I believe it when I see it. And uh, lo and behold, um, I think was Liverpool caught wind. Time, um it became a one-way road to, to Anfield. So, yeah, man, we had to just hold that one um, because a lot of men were kind of invested at that point. But it's not been the f- it's not been the first, and it's second. C- certainly, won't be the last either. So. Yeah, there's there's no way. I mean,
0: um at this point, I'm almost used to it. Like I'm 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 getting close to the point where I just feel like the players we buy are the players that the top clubs, the top five clubs, um didn't want. Like there's there's not really a lot of competing with them at this point. Yeah, if they like I mean, from I don't know if I'm right about this, but I read that Liverpool were um sort of scouting Diaz before as well, and that he was too yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah, and then we came in and drove the price down. I mean, come on.
2: I mean, uh, that is, uh, you know how it goes. Like, so I think what happened was that Liverpool had, you know, Liverpool have quite an extensive and well renowned scouting source of system mm-hmm. where they look at players based on lots of different factors. that was high up on their list. Um, but because of the way things were with Liverpool finances, it was kind of sort of penciled in for something to happen in the summer. But then um, it was a mixture of things because Spurs came in with a low ball sort of price. The fact that um, it was a situation that could be kind of better because of uh, Paratici and Mendes mm-hmm. um, having some sort of relationship. So in the end, Liverpool just acted on it and ended up getting their guy. And it's it's crazy to me Like you've, got, um, I so mean, like you've come, come so to far... Come to
0: Spurs. Oh. Sorry, bro. I think you we we I'm I'm cutting out but, right? um it's crazy that you've got Liverpool like literally outsourcing outsourcing um <laughs> the negotiations to leave you at this point. you not even getting paid for it. Like it's crazy. This is the guy that is supposed to be like I don't know what's the point of driving the deal down if you haven't even got the player on board like to come to the club. Like, yeah. that's crazy to me. You know, you have it's to Not really. the first time it's not it feels the first like time. a Willie yeah. and situation again. From my perspective, like, I don't know. It's a mess, man. It's a mess. But, um...
2: like, I don't know. In my opinion, these sort of situations, they kind of annoy me because, like, we're talking 2021, you know, money generally, like, leads the conversation. Mm. And I was also reading that uh, Porto had some serious issues with FFP that actually meant it was it made more sense for them to make the deal um, in January as opposed to... I mean, if we knew the price and we laid... Well, first of all, I'm not going to say like, oh, Tottenham have more clout or Tottenham have more draw than a team like Liverpool. You know, Liverpool have won the league. They're, they're playing very well. They've won the Champions League recently. Whether a player wants to choose Liverpool over Tottenham that's fair enough. But what I just don't like is this notion that we're just going to lowball and not even try and match if it's something that we're trying to show for, our, like match our, if we're, not, if, if, if we're not going to match their their price point, then why are we even going to try and even match any sort of ambition if this mm-hmm. is how we're going to be doing business? You know, it kind of, it, it, it kind of stinks of Levy and the way he likes to operate. And it seems to me that like no matter what we do, whether we get in a uh, medical, uh, a football advisor or director of football, it's still going to be running along the notion that Levy has some fair amount of control. Agreed,
0: agreed, agreed. And uh, to quote, to quote, uh, brother Yao on last week's show, um, I think, I believe he said that even. If we get two players in, even if we were lucky enough to get two players in, that we would still be left with Ndombele, Deli Ali, and Giovanni La And I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to say we've actually got all of them out, plus more. Like um, so we've got uh Gio is out on loan as well, and um I don't even know if there's a point in saying it, but Clark is out on loan too. Um
2: yeah, uh, now John as well, he's gonna he's gonna learn to Charlton too, so he's gonna too. To. To. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so 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 lots
0: of outs, lots of outs, and um Kulis, Kulisevsky mm-hmm. been practicing that one and Benton Kurt in. Yeah, and I mean it's not like let's not lie, it's not the greatest, it's not um it's not gonna change things uh drastically, but um what is your opinion? What is your take on Let's start with uh, Kulusevski because I think that's probably the more positive conversation. Yeah,
2: like uh, like you said, man. Um, unfortunately, you know these are these are two sort of promising young players, mm-hmm. but they're not players who technically move the needle, um, like Sai would say. Um, Kul- Kulusevski, I haven't seen that much of him, but I've mm-hmm. read a lot about him talking about him very, very positively. Uh, 21-year-old Macedonian, Swedish heritage, international player, um, was at Parma and then came to Juventus um, two seasons ago. He was Young Player of the Year as well. Um, And everyone seems to speak about him very positively. Um, He seems to be super, super talented. He's got a very nice left foot, um, a versatile player, uh, Paratici quoted him as a forward, but it seems to me that good. Um, and also, one thing about uh, I was reading as well that, um, even though he's very somewhat left footed, he's a left footer who kind of likes to operate in that sort of inside right channel, but he's not averse as well to using his left foot. And actually, he's a excuse me, he's not he's not averse to using his right foot, his right foot, yeah. and um, he does a lot of good work even with his right foot, um, which is kind of positive because. Again, that's also something that I feel that we're missing. Players who, like, I know we've got someone like Son who's fairly ambidextrous, but mm-hmm. um,
0: can can never have um, when you have someone like
2: Chip on Hojbjerg, who, whilst they're midfielders, they're extremely right-footed. You know, it's kind of good to have an option of a player who can kind of open it up on both sides, um, chips in with goals, and one thing as well that I like when I've watched a lot of his comps is that because he's quite a big character, although he doesn't look like he's like he's quick and he's strong. He does mm-hmm. this thing where when he gets the ball or he's about to get the ball, he's very good at getting himself in front of the other player um, to shield the ball and then do what he needs to do, whether it's a turn or a quick pass. From the um, from the early looks at it, this is a guy who's twenty one. He's played more than a hundred games yeah. um, for like professional and also he's an international. So I can't I can't fault it. I'm kind of looking forward to see how we um, how we use him feel like Conte will, will know exactly how he wants to uh, play him, but definitely looks like a, like a nice player in, in the meantime, yeah.
0: Yeah, man, definitely looking forward to having him in. Um, to echo what you said, I haven't seen much of him, to be honest. All I've seen him do is score goals and assist, because I've been watching those compilations, man, but I'm not going to get too gassed up about them yet. Um, but yeah, he definitely looks like a good player. Yeah, yeah. Um, Confident, confident. He looks confident. Like um, everything, like, everything I've seen him doing, the guy's always smiling. Like he looks like he's having fun. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm saying? Like he looks, he looks confident, man. But yeah. um, uh, what do you think? Do you reckon he's one to to be starting pretty soon, or do you think it's yeah, I, you
2: his? Yeah, I. You know time? what? I imagine, like in the scheme of things, man. When we're looking at when we're looking at like the squad and how we are first eleven, like. Mm-hmm. I like Lucas. I think Lucas has his um, his Niche. attributes and also deficiencies. Mm-hmm. But I've always seen Lucas as someone who who can probably better impact a game from the sub bench. And I feel like with Kul- Kulisevsky coming in, I feel that kind of opens up a space um, for him to start, which would mm-hmm. like also give us the option of having Lucas um, as a sub, which I think is a good thing. Like Lucas extremely in it and it's the run it guys. He's this, he's exactly the sort of player you don't want to play after 70 75 minutes. So yeah, if if I could if we if if we can continue with this 3 5 2 and maybe play him as like the third in midfield, uh in like a roaming sort of 10 slash uh, place, yeah. I'm I'm mm-hmm. happy to I'm happy to see it. Happy to see it.
0: Definitely happy, definitely happy to see that. And um in some ways, to be honest, I'm kind of happy that um the Juventus Pair didn't end up being Kulusevski and Morata. Um I'm I'm a bit happy that it ended up being Ben <laughs> <from the, laughs> I know we needed a striker, she but I mean, yeah, I'm not sure Morata was the one, man. Yeah, and it's always we're, that we're not, des- not that
2: desperate, We're not that desperate, bro. Right? We're not that desperate, bro. Yeah. He's, he's not
0: that guy. He's not that guy, man. <laughs> um <laughs> One that one that I was interested in signing, but again, like injuries and everything, was um, Usman Dembele.
2: And yeah. I don't know if
0: that I heard that that was a thing with wages. Like it just came down to wages, and that's disappointing to hear because that's Usman Dembele, man. Like no matter what you say, that's still Usman Dembele. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
2: yeah. Like it's one of these ones where I don't know. There's probably a lot of teams. I think Chelsea were also interested in him. Mm you've got to take a punt on a guy who's had a serial list of injuries but um, you know he's still still not that old um he's still that super super talented and um you know you just was worth taking a punt but for, yeah. for what I we have nothing like it to be fair i understand from the not vibe yeah
0: yeah and uh, so moving on to the other half of the Juventus double uh, Benton Kerr, so somebody who's um hopefully going to shore up our midfield. Um, where do you see him fitting in? Who do you see him replacing in our midfield pair? I know you might be ever so um, slightly biased,
2: but um, so so having I, again, that's another player that I've I've not watched that much of in his league, um, and I've read up a lot about him and watched the fair few comps now, um. It almost appears to me that this is someone who is ideally going to play as a, uh, what would either be a box-to-box. He can play as a six. He can play as an eight. Um, He seems to be a decent technician. Um, I think his best season at Juve was when he was in a role that was almost like a Um, box-to-box. The forwards also he's very sort of tenacious um in his ability to tackle and win the ball back which is kind of good and one thing i like about him when i've watched him is that he looks somewhat athletic he does get up and around the pitch quite a bit um puts himself about he's fairly imposing sort of stature as well so i mean when i look at him i feel like he is, he won't be like an amazing upgrade but he's i think he would definitely be an upgrade on what we have now. I feel like plays and picks the teams. <sighs> to me, I feel like he would probably prefer to have hoybier in the midfield and maybe Ben Tanker next to him, which is mm-hmm. is like not great because I would obviously prefer to have Skip. But then, you know, there will be games where Skip will be useful. Um, but I think for now, definitely, this is probably someone who's probably going to play in the role, in the double pivot next to uh, probably hoyberg or Winks, whoever he goes with um in a in a way to kind of progress the but also to be fairly you know active in trying to win it back and play the way Conte kind of wants to play
0: okay and now with um these new signings in where do you think we're still missing players i uh, well, oh
2: i mean i we are obviously still missing players in the areas that you know that we we spoke on well, that was spoke about before the window um, and during the window, so obviously uh, it's clear that we need a better right wing yeah. back. Uh, um, it's clear that we need a backup striker, but that's again been a big issue for a while. And it seems as well that, like in the scheme of things, any sort of upgrade on left center back or even middle of center back. But I'm guessing in any upgrade on on a uh, Dave uh, Ben Davies would be a positive. But so it's it's interesting because whilst we've whilst we've trimmed the fat on the squad with mm-hmm. players who don't really play, I feel like we've improved it. And it also just players, we can technically mean a a like a, a tighter a tighter set of players, and at least Conte knows that he doesn't have to keep absolutely everyone happy because the ones who are left are the ones that he trusts and wants to play. You know? Yeah,
0: that's that's the main positive. That's the main positive. And let's um, quickly touch on some of the guys that left. Because, I mean, a lot of these are loans. So um, let's start on the permanent deal. I mean, yeah. De- Dele Ali. Yeah. I'm confused about this because I feel like this deal changed every other minute. Like, at first, I was seeing Everton 40 million. And, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, if I see anyone 40 million for Dele Alli, I'm thinking it's some sort of fraud. Everton. <laughs> <laughs> Everton. I know Everton are up for some what? sort of what? money laundering because Everton are always spending money. Time. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Everton are always spending some sort of funny money. But um, yeah, Everton's making all these all these weird decisions. So they've got Lampard in, they've got Deli Ali in. And I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting development. But I mean, I'm just happy to see... Deli Ali off the books. Um, I think it was you, talks that pointed out on Twitter like there was no highlight for Deli Ali after 2017. That is sad. That is going out sad. I
2: mean, I mean, it's 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 crazy, man. Like, uh, like I I don't know. I'm in two minds. I'm in two minds because lo- like one part of me is like he was once a star boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He literally, literally was one. of in English football he hit it up on the international stage he hit it up in the Champions League this is a guy who really like in his first two years at the club everything that he he wanted to do was everything went off for him and it's just sad because like the following three and a, three and a bit years that followed he his form everything his confidence just fell off a cliff man mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of feel bad for him because like clearly lots of different things happen different players managers changed but one thing I always maintain and I always will say it man like in football nowadays you've got to either adapt to the style or you've got to at least try and improve your own technical ability to adapt and I just feel like with the deficiencies that he had in his game he just didn't improve as a player and unfortunately like where we have is a player who really doesn't know maybe what his best position is what, what his best sort of uh, form is. And this is strange because this is a 24-year-old or 25-year-old, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's still kind of got a lot of his best footballing years ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I don't know. I'm also a bit stranged out by this um, Everton deal. I feel like lots is going on there, which is a bit strange. I feel yeah, I like um, he's going under a manager who, you know, is still trying to find his mojo. Everton are, are, are in a bit of a of a funny place. And you know, all of his best football's been played where he's had creative or getting him the balls in sort of final third areas. And when I look at Everton's setup and team, mm-hmm. there's Not no bad, one man. that really does there's no one that really does that, you know. So I'm just like, okay, what kind of role are you gonna play Are you gonna play in a pivot with Van der Beek and, and Allen okay. and Decure? I don't know, man. I don't know. I really hope he doesn't flop over there. It I is know, I crazy, would, man. Would not want to see that. I would not want
0: to and see that. And just just to round out the amount of fraud that's going on over at Everton, apparently Hitchin's going over there too.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's getting crazy over there. But um, snitch, we we will be we will be snitch, talking yeah? about Hitchin a, a little bit later, snitching Hitchin. But before we go oh, that okay. far, yeah. um. Uh okay, do you know what I want to talk about Ndombele But I want to give him the respect he deserves. So before we start going through the respect, let's get the disrespect out the way. Mm-hmm. Giovanni Lososo, hey man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna argue with you, talks because I've argued with you about this guy for a few, a good, a good few months. A good few months of argued you about this guy, yeah. Um, I'll even this. set pace. I'll say, what's, what's your take on, on my take? My take on him originally was that this guy has potential, he definitely had potential. Um, I'll be honest, I gave him the eye test, but I didn't necessarily apply the fact that Spurs are a completely different team, right? And also, mm-hmm. another thing I didn't compare, I didn't um take into consideration is the fact that not every player. When they go to another club, it's gonna be able to be the same player. There's different challenges. There's whatever. So that said, that out of the way, this guy's been yeah. absolutely dead. I haven't seen nothing, nothing on the pitch yeah, that I expected to see, bro. It felt like yeah, I don't know. You see like if you order, <laughs> yo, you're, you're on your, you're on your flannels website. You're on your flannels website now. Yeah, yeah You're yeah, ordering your stony in. When you get that in now. The badge is looking a bit a bit funky, bro. And you're thinking, <laughs> cool, I've got it from the right place, i paid the right money, but the merchandise is looking a bit funny in the light. Do you get what I mean? That's how I feel about GLC.
2: Uh, the the, 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 the stitching is looking a bit mad still. Like, the colouring the, of, the, the, of the t-shirt is looking a bit crazy.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you heroes in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, my, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp-you-out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on
0: Spotify.
2: It's Higgy, bro. Oh, I don't know, man. Like, when I think about this guy... I mean, in all, in all intents and purposes, it looked like it was a good deal at the time. Mm. The loan to then turn into a permanent deal based off his form during the COVID, sort of um, project restart, all that jazz. But ever since... Then, man, if I'm pulling this, another problem. Whether it's him going away with Argentina, whether it's mm. him getting off the treatment table. And then when this guy plays as well, like, lots of his games just... This guy's got like you know the like the physicality of a schoolgirl, the shot power of a ten-year-old. It's just everything about his game was just so laboured, and it's just like honestly, at this point, I just don't really see like where we go with this kind of a player. I didn't really think he could offer much. And what's, what's frustrating that I really always liked was his ball carrying, carrying ability. The mm. fact that he could take the ball and drive it up the pitch and do X, Y, Z with it. But in the scheme of things, he just didn't do it and he didn't do it enough. Um, yeah. yeah. So
0: it's just, to be honest, uh, even sometimes when we were rating it, I just felt like were we were rating it because we're so starved of it, I suppose. Yeah,
2: I mean, that, and that's absolutely okay. It's absolutely yeah. okay, man. Like, it's just, I mean, like, I, I mean, especially as well, the fact that towards the end, all that sort of talk about um, people at the club, Not really liking him and going on loan, and can you imagine? Out of all the three guys, he's a guy that didn't say nothing, didn't say mm-hmm. no goodbye, nothing on social media, nothing in regards to mm-hmm. him leaving Spurs. So I think that that says a big and that's, that's an easy enough picture to paint um, on his time at Spurs, really, to be honest with you. And um, if we can get if we can get a feed for him in the summer, man, I'll uh, I'll kick him out the door myself.
0: <laughs> we should be so lucky eh? um, speaking of somebody who we, who's, who we could get a fee yeah. for um, Ndombele now I would say from a different perspective I think Ndombele has been probably as disappointing as GLC but that's not as disappointing I don't mean as disappointing in performances I just mean he had a higher level of expectation obviously He hasn't reached, like an expectation that I didn't have for, for GLC. I had for Ndombele. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and he didn't reach that. Now, um, looking at Ndombele's comments, I found them very interesting because I probably got swept up a bit in, in the whole nonsense of him walking off the pitch and just being done with Spurs. But um, if you listen to his comments in his interview, his latest interview it did not come across like that at all. I mean, he he spoke about his frustrations um, a lot more than I would say he spoke... I mean, sorry, he spoke about his frustrations with, uh, like, maybe Spurs' operations.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, as opposed to... um, Absolutely. Not not getting along with the coaches not enjoying his football.
2: Yeah, I kind of expected him to be more disrespectful, but actually, I don't think he was disrespectful at all. I think he was just... He was just honestly in his mind, just laying out some of the like um misunderstood th- facts, you know, mm. like when you hear things about Tottenham's higher management or the way that we're run of we're we're run as a club, some of his comments kind of just alluded, you know, that there was just lots of um what's the word to be best describe like but there wasn't always one um one theme, it was always lots of different. People, lots of different players, lots of different managers.
0: Well, as a Jamaican, I can tell you the best word. Yeah, the best word is pasa. That's what's going <laughs> on. Bro. Just passa, pasa. Yeah, always something going on over there, man.
2: You know, uh, like it's a it's a frustrating one because, ah, uh, man. Like uh, for me, Ndombele was the one for me that would that honestly, of how we were as a club in terms of where we were how we were moving as a football team um the fact that we were able to secure a player of this quality at the time that we did i mean it's absolutely okay for us to spend that sort of money on a player like that at that time it makes sense and yeah, obviously 100%. 3 4 years down the line if it hasn't worked out you know you can't really fault it it's just one of these things it just hasn't worked out but at the time everything made sense for it so yeah. um
0: and wait, am I right to say? Unfortunately, you know, Ndom- him definitely not. Sorry, I'll, um, am I right to say Ndombélé was one of Hitchens' signings?
2: Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, right, he was. He broke that deal for um, from Poch. Um, but, and,
0: but he um, bought in all three, right? N- yeah, Ndombele, he did. And he, he bought A- in all th- four: th- uh, Jack Clark and Session Young as well. Jack Clark and Session Young as well. Yeah. All right. So I mean. Before we move on to Hitchin, what do you think was the best deal in or out so far in this? I mean, yeah, for that for the January window.
2: Um, what I think is the best deal, um, Kulusevski. I think I'm gonna put my hat on Kulusevski. I feel like that's a player who can probably do uh, a lot more than what we currently have at the moment, Um, and I believe it's kind of a good deal because. Um, of his age, and also how um, highly he's spoken of as well, like not just in Italy but in like in Europe as well. There were lots of teams that. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, excuse me, I'm positive about it.
0: So. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to agree, man. If I was gonna pick another one other than Kulu I'd probably go for Delhi Ali because. I, I listen. I don't know. I still don't understand how this deal works. But if you're telling me that this guy has left the club, hey, I'm happy with that, man. I'll take it. I okay. <laughs> No, man.
2: Like to be honest with you, <laughs> I, I, was, I was just happy to just see him out the door. I, I feel like sometimes, as well, like as players, you probably just need a change, and yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You know, we we put him on a real good pedestal when he comes to the club, and as well, like you have to think. As football fans, you know, we, we almost love this notion of, like, finding unearthed gems. We love mm-hmm. it. We absolutely love it. And when it works out, it works out. And actually, it's these £5 million deals that mean more than some of these 50, 60 million pounds grand running as well. You know, you almost feel like you've done some good for the world by bringing a player like that from the, the league that he came from. And him doing so well. But, you know, uh, football, that's how football goes, man. It's just, it's not always going to work. That's generally how transfers go as well. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for him, it it didn't. So just try and just see how he goes on at Everton. Maybe maybe Lampard is the guy to get the best out of him. But I just don't see how, I just see that as a sinking ship at Everton. Yeah, man.
0: I wish them all the best, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) They're definitely the best money laundering club in the league. Man see is a close <laughs> second, but these look they they put oh, the work in.
2: 100%, 100%. They put the work in. Um I even thought once once they let go of that Marcel Brands guy that things would stop, but clearly not, man. <laughs> the, the madness is still happening over there, mama. They love it. They love it. And with Hitchin going over there, listen,
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be all kinds of crazy man. But um to give Hitchin his credit, I mean, he's left because he's he's frustrated. Um, he's frustrated at a lot of things. Actually, I think he's frustrated with um, Levy, not not just Levy in general, but I think specifically Levy messing up on some specific transfers. So I've heard um, Dybala and Jack Grealish thrown around. Yeah, some of the names, some of the biggest names. Um, I don't know if there were any bigger ones, but those two alone. I mean, like you're looking at what Jack Grealish is doing now. Being sold for a hundred million, like even Levy must be kicking himself missing out on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the question I want to ask is: I mean, following the fact that Paratici has come in and he's done what he's done over the last two windows, do you think that we will miss anything about Hitchens? <sighs> I
2: mean, there's there's two sort of sides to it as well. Like mm-hmm. this is someone who's been with the club for like a decade. He's broken lots of sort of good deals. He's got a really good relationship with uh, Daniel Levy. Oh, I feel like, like it's difficult for him because he's the football comes in. Um, I'm having to probably take a bit more of a backseat in terms of my job. And also like the one thing that I was really good at or that, that I had a lot of sort of involvement, in was, you know, okay. Was scouting and bringing in the players, mm-hmm. so the fact that we're now having a director of football working probably very closely with Conte and Parrot uh, and Daniel Levy, just means that he probably has like a very very sort of little involvement in all of these things, um, and then he's probably thinking you know where well, i in terms of this in terms of this sort of role um, at Tottenham. Uh, I I kind of feel like it's a bit of a hard one because Mm. I probably feel like now he's probably going to be going out there and probably saying lots of different things about Tottenham. But then I think, I don't know, I almost feel like he was probably well-liked at Spurs. Um, Having been there for such a long time, developed and sort of harnessed lots of different relationships, not just at the club, but um, generally in in football in England. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's a difficult one for him to leave. But I think it's probably the best at this point. And um, again, like I always kind of feel with transfers, it's such, a, it's such a precarious thing because some of them can really work and some of them can't. And that is just the nature of transfers. Yeah. You know, that's just literally the nature of transfers. I mean, it probably wasn't helped as well. Like lots of big people at the top leaving, you know, Paul Mitchell and mm-hmm. um, all these other guys guys that have been in the sort of man- um But he's also worked with a lot of different people as well. Um, he's had to work with a lot of different managers. And effectively the one denominator in all this is always going to be um Daniel Levy, you know, in the way that he's always wanted to kind of buy sort of club signings as opposed to specific signings. So he could you could arguably say that there's been moments where he's probably worked at the club and got good deals done but also worked at the club and had his his hands tied with, with some of the deals that's been done as well, you know?
0: Yeah. Like you said, like for somebody whose background was in scouting, like it must be that must be the most frustrating thing, like just seeing your mm-hmm. all of your work undone by somebody just trying to save, I don't know, 50 pounds. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just ridiculous sometimes. And um, I don't mean to trivialize Daniel Levy's job, like I'm probably the biggest levy supporter on the podcast. But mm-hmm. I mean, even for me, like the, he's he's just on very, very, very slippery ground at the moment, man. Um, the way I look at it at the moment, like if, if I look at even the players out, like what, what did we get? Like barely even 1.5 million yeah. in loan fees. Um, that's roughly a hundred million yeah. worth of players. And I mean, like hopefully we will get these these um, fees in the future. Like some players I'm confident about Ndombele, um, Brian Gill. I mean, I'm, I'm confident they will have some good performances in the next few months. Other players I, I, I I'm I would be surprised if Ali starts 20 20 games. Nah, um, I will be hugely surprised. I'd be surprised. Um GLC, I'd be surprised if he as well. does. But, something. Uh, well, like lots of different things. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Because
2: like, I mean, I mean, there there's been I feel as well, like with Hitchin, like there's been lots of there's been lots of like bad sort of you know, deals, but there's have been lots of good ones, you know, yeah, lots of good ones. Um, he's one who pretty much broke that whole in One, um, Lucas Moura he brought in mm-hmm. Serge Aurier at the time, which I thought was a really good deal for us. And
0: he bring Modric, was he Modric? Modric, Modric as well?
2: Yeah, that that got that got done with him.
0: That's like the, the top one, I think. Like that's
2: but then as well, like it's lots of different in his, um, in his detriment as well. Like, I, even like things such as like. How he was portrayed on the All or Nothing documentary, you know, just yeah. made him look like he was a shrewd, like, uh, like you know, him saying, "Oh, oh, I hate it," um, yeah. during the transfer window <laughs> when that's his fucking job. I mean, it's just <laughs> you have to kind of be like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's it's a difficult one to kind of to kind of land on, but I don't know, like, I'm I'm hearing as well that like. Um. Everton are in um, Newcastle, looking for a director of football as well. So, um, because he's, you know, as you said, he's probably got lots of lots of links in in English football. Mm-hmm. I can't envisage it would be very difficult for him to get a job. You know, yep.
0: definitely, definitely think you're right, man. I think we'll be seeing him in the near future. Um, big shout out to Saar for reaching the African Cup of Nations final. <laughs> um, are you, have you been watching?
2: Yeah, I have been. Yeah, literally, literally got the Cameroon. Um, they're still nil nil, but Salah's really uh, fighting with these man. Cameroon look good. I'm quite impressed with them, man. They actually look all right.
0: How's is, is so playing? Um,
2: no, no, he's not.
0: No, he's not playing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So that's that's another one for the future, man. How do you feel about um? So you reckon he, he will just slot in, or do you think he's that he's one for like the far future? Um again,
2: this is another player who I think uh uh future, but I, I also kind of I kind of hate using stuff like term of this, but I like the profile of the player. Yeah. Um sort okay. of uh, even though he's young, he looks fairly athletic, he's six one, um, he's box to box, he can play either as a six, he can play as an eight. Um, I think he's been a difficult one to judge this season because he's playing for Mets who are pretty much fighting relegation and he doesn't always play every week. But um everything that I've seen of him for Senegal uh at the at Afcon has been good. We'll be getting a decent sort mm-hmm. of young player, um, who's probably gonna to want to prove himself the minute he gets here, knowing that we've got Conte as manager and lots of like, other players. Uh, young and experienced um, in the team, so I, I think it's good to have squad depth like that as well. Um, and based on you know this, um, uh, the way we're signing players, these young sort of um, technical players with lots of potential. I mean, it kind of uh, it's a positive one yeah. to look for. Um, I'm kind of when he comes.
0: Definitely, definitely looking forward to seeing him in the team, man. It's interesting now. I think um where it's like we're almost past the Pochettino era completely, like there's no leftovers of that. Like it is a completely new identity. Um and it's it's right for Conte to put his mark on the team. I think he's not really dealing with the leftovers anymore. So agreed, it's agreed, agreed. A good time, good time. Uh so I mean, let's let's start to wrap up. Um Let's touch maybe lightly on the next game. Uh Brighton, I believe. But yeah, yeah weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. Brighton. Then Southampton. But Brighton, um, Graham Potter. Uh the side are doing really well this season, to be honest. I think they, they've they've been impressive, good football. They've got points off some big sides, um, Liverpool, Chelsea as well.
2: Yeah, Le- Leicester recently as well. Leicester,
0: Leicester, yeah. um, and um, we haven't actually faced them this season, have we? Because we got postponed. Did we? Oh no, no, no. We did face them. Sorry. No, the we, we,
2: went, we, went. Were supposed to, we were supposed to play them. And then, we were supposed yeah. to play them um, away from home, and then that game was uh, was cancelled. Yeah, just because of everything. Uh, was it COVID? Yeah, uh, COVID outbreak. So that was cancelled. Uh, so, and I think as well. Both,
0: both teams have got, like, lots of players coming
2: back. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. We've, we've got everyone back, haven't we? Yeah,
2: oh, like, for the, first, for the first time in ages, <laughs> uh, we actually have a, a full squad, which is pretty amazing. Uh, no injuries as of from what was reported yesterday. I saw a training video today, which pretty much had all of them, man. Um, Kulisevsky was there, and then I saw a tweet that said, Um, Ben Tanco actually did train as well today. He arrived at the club. He arrived in England yesterday and he trained with with the team today as well. So um, it's kind of nice to be able to have uh, not just the new guys back and everyone fit, but also the guys who've been injured. Uh, Romero, who's been out pretty much since end of October. We've got him back. Um, Son, who suffered a big injury, we've got him back. Um, Dyer, who just returned for the Chelsea game before the break. He's, he's, he's now fully back integrated into the team. And then all the other guys, um, you know, the uh, players like um, Sess, who hasn't been playing, but he's back. Um, Berge Berger has got, you know, some confidence back after his double yeah, yeah, yeah. against uh, Leicester. And he's decent performance against Chelsea. So, I mean... <laughs> Uh, potentially, we can make it real, real sort of difficult atmosphere for them. And um, against a good Brighton team, I like Potter's team. I've always liked the way that he's set his teams out. I know they, you know, kings of XG as everyone likes to say. You know, they do seem to play the right way, and um, lots of good sort of uh, players in, like you know, Lampy, which we, you know we obviously super, super coveted. Mope pops up here and there. Um, Lalana does a job, but they have recently lost Dan by like 13 or 15 million. So that's someone that they that's kind of important in their defence that they've just lost. Um which I'm quite surprised that, that that they were happy to let go. But um I think saturday would be a good game. I feel like if the crowd can get behind us, maybe we can, can get a little glimpse of the new sign ins and yeah. get lots of our players just out playing. I mean I think we could we could definitely get ourselves a result. What was it round it would be really four? interesting to see the it. round four of the FA Cup? Yeah it's the fourth round.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see um, who gets a run out this week and then just what team he goes with. Obviously, not expecting yeah. a full strength side, but um, just be interesting to see how, mm-hmm. how we test it out. Um, score prediction before we go, I, I'll, I'll probably stick my neck out and say I would like to see maybe a 2, two 3 0. No.
2: Oh, it'll really, be really a difficult one. Um it definitely will. Well, uh, I
0: think we need we need some momentum now. That's yeah, like,
2: yeah, we, we do, we do. This is the moment now where mm. um having trimmed the squad down as if you have issues with injuries and stuff. I don't think it I don't think of it like that way. I think of it as there's gonna be a moment where we are gonna play more than one game a week, but for mm. now we've just got to focus on each game as they come. And yeah. if there's one man that can get us over the line, be it in a cup or be it getting us that top four, it's definitely Conte. It's 100% Conte, you know? So I imagine they're going to be working uh, very hard to make sure that we, we get off on the right run um, with a win on Saturday night at home. Which is, which is good, so I think, that we've had. But I feel like a lot of the, the fans will be maybe a bit positive as well. I mean, yeah, Brighton are a decent side, but again, um, I think under Conte, um We've only lost in the last sort of two months to Chelsea. Um, in the league, we've only lost one in the last 10. Um, and I don't think as well, we haven't, I, I was reading as well that um, against Brighton, we actually um, have won like our last seven games at home. Yeah. Against well, the let's hope. 1980. So um, in all fronts. So let's just hope that... Uh, that is not a record that Dr. Tottenham mm-hmm. will attend. To. <laughs> yeah, We know Dr. Tottenham. I'll right, Obviously... ruin that now. Two one, two one Spurs. Two ones. Two one Spurs.
0: Two one Spurs.
2: Yeah. All
0: right, all right. Um, thanks guys. Thanks everyone for tuning in today. It's been a good show. Um, make sure you look out for the rest of the touchline fracker shows. And um, yeah, man. I think, I definitely oh, yeah, think... Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, do you want to say Uh,
2: One second. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, Touchline, Touchline Frackers are organising five-a-side tournaments. Um, moving forward, that's going to be on a Sunday. Um, so basically anyone who's interested in playing decent five-a-side football, that's going to be at the Shoreditch Power League. Um. There's going to be a scheduled group um, WhatsApp that's been created. So uh, I'll be getting involved, not on the playing side, but just involved. Uh, Dave will be from the group. Um, Tobes will be getting involved as well. And we'll be playing sort of like weekly or fortnightly games against groups from the other Touchline Frackers groups. So the other, the Coppen guys, Tachiguna guys, Al guys, Coppen guys, and the uh, Muga guys. So, if anyone's interested, yeah, give us a shout much um, touchline frackers account. Um, it's 10 pounds every time the session is, and it's going to be on Sundays. So, if anyone's interested, yeah, get in touch with us. Um, it'll be a good laugh just to just to meet up with everyone. And, um, it's I think it's all going to be recorded as well. So, just yeah. reach out,
0: man. Should be a good vibe. Should be a good vibe. Can't wait to see that as well if it does get recorded. <laughs> so yeah, should be, should be good energy and good vibes, man. But yeah, that's the show. Catch you guys next week, man. into the goal. <laughs> <laughs> On debut, Tungay Ongombele has scored the equaliser <laughs> for Spurs.
1: Lucas Moura clips <laughs> it. A oh, great goal! <laughs> Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely Thank you oh, yeah. sports social podcast network